0: Hi, I'm Christoph Zimmerman, you're listening to the Pink Gun Podcast. So first of all, injury updates, especially obviously Kuki, how fit
1: is he?
0: Ready to go. So when he's able to celebrate his individual award yesterday, then he's also ready, uh, ready to go to uh, to play. And uh, yeah, in general, it's a big boost in, uh, in terms of injuries uh, during this week. So Ben Godfrey is back and available. Uh, Joseph Drimitch is back and available. Also Timo Puk is back and available. We've got also two new faces. So in general, it felt uh, this week. So there's lots of uh, competition on the training pitch, and for that, uh, in personal terms, good news. And in
1: terms of the new players, how does that make you feel about the midfield options for tomorrow?
0: We've more. We've got more. That's uh, that's definitely uh, for sure, and it's uh, it's good uh, to have them around, definitely. And uh, so it's of course a bit tricky during this January uh, window because you don't have any preseason, and the uh, the games are coming thick and fast, and and it's not so easy to settle in. But uh, the guys are around uh, during the whole week, and they've trained uh, really really proper. they experienced lads, and uh, really quality players, good good characters. And I got the feeling they. Uh, settled in uh, quite well so far, and so uh, that means, yeah, many options for tomorrow.
1: Um, you're used to high pressured games. How does this one feel to you in terms of the importance given the points situation?
0: We play this game uh, not to win this game, uh, without without any doubts. And uh, we don't take too much uh, care of the uh, of the table, if I'm uh, if I'm honest, and don't feel uh, extra pressure. So we've got a home game. Um, against um, uh, against uh, also a decent, decent side and we want to win this game so it's more like um, we don't take think too much about okay what would um, a win mean or a draw mean or a loss me- mean it's more like uh, it's 11 against 11 and we want to go out to win this game.
1: The defensive record is something that's been talked about a lot this week um, obviously you know tough situation last mm. week what can be done to fix things at that end?
0: In football um, many many things have, have to come together in order to be defensively solid and we had of course in the beginning of the season a big problems because of our injury crisis so it was nearly never a situation we had two um, fit center backs available and this situation has improved that much but in general of course it was a tough result at Man United. we were not good in our in our defending in uh, in this game but it's also you have to have to see a bit the uh, the bigger picture and the bigger picture is that um, we had definitely a tough first game day at Liverpool when we conceded four. We had definitely a tough uh, 22nd game day when we conceded four uh, at Man United. I would say also like at Liverpool, at Man United, not the easiest places to go. And we had one tough day when we had uh, in the maximum of our injury cries a home game against Aston Muller when we conceded many goals. Uh, for example, the first 10, uh, the 10 games before the uh, Man United game, we either won or we draw. Or we lost with one goal so that means we are co- we showed that we are competitive uh, in each and every level in each and every game and uh, right now we have also a situation when yeah several players are back and i think we'll be uh, quite more competitive than we were uh, at man united
1: i mean norwich had some strong results against top teams mm-hmm. um, some might argue that they haven't shown as much prowess against the more beatable sides mm-hmm. can you perhaps a reason as to why that is and how you might then try to overcome that tomorrow mm.
0: well in in general, so it's uh, it's for us always difficult to to deliver with results on uh, on this level. Of course, we had fantastic nights like um, yeah the win against Man City, yeah, but we had also a great win at Everton when Everton was really in a poor position, uh, or we had to win against Newcastle when they were not settled anyhow. So we have also proved uh, that we can win points there, or we won a point on the road at Bournemouth. So for us, it's all more or less like each and every game is unbelievably difficult and we are the underdog in each and every game and uh, I wouldn't label one game uh, on this level for us just as easy winnable so we always have to be at our best level uh, in order to have a chance and uh, yeah we had many games where we were able to, to to bring this on the pitch and when we are good in our topics, when we are good in our uh, game um, plan then we also have a chance to to win points against the best sides uh, in this league and this is what we have proved um, and we have proved it already also against uh, against perhaps not so highly rated side, but if we, if we are not at our best level, yeah, then we will lose games against top sides. We've proved this sadly also already, uh, like for example against Menu. Uh, but then we also lose uh, each and every game on, on this level. So we have to make sure that we are in our best, uh, on our best level in order to give us ourselves a chance uh, to win points.
1: And just finally for me, what what will be key to beating them tomorrow? I mean you had a 0-0 draw last time, what did you learn from that?
0: Mm. Um, it's always always important to to be uh, defensively solid. So it's not like uh, you can go out there and, and raise a flag and anyhow lose your nerves and and try to win a game on this level. It's important that you are brave and that you are also self confident. But um, it's also important um, to to calm your nerves down and keep your nerves and and uh, to be. Uh, also well structured, and and to find this balance between bravery and and confidence, but also to to stay disciplined and and find a good structure, uh, to find the right balance will be the key tomorrow.
2: Nice,
0: uh,
2: Daniel. I just yes. Wondered what you'd made of Bournemouth's slide in recent weeks. Uh, you wouldn't have imagined this would have been a battle between the bottom two a few weeks back.
0: Yes, that's right. So before the season, you wouldn't expect. Uh, Bournemouth to be in this position after 22 game days without without any doubt but um, this says a lot about how competitive this league uh, is. It's, a, it's the best league in the world, and um, it says also like they have a they have a top coach with Eddie Howe. He's doing a fantastic job over over years. Uh, they have it's a good club. They have fantastic players. I also like the team spirit. But even such a side can sometimes struggle uh, during during a, a special period um, when not each and every detail is, uh, is is perhaps perfect. And small margins can can make a huge difference. And uh, this says that it's unbelievably competitive on this level, but that uh, even on this level, uh, when you when you are working on the details, uh, you have a chance. And we are respectful. That we know that we face a good side, a really well settled Premier League side who is struggling at the moment, but without any doubt, they have the potential even to be there with a run of three or four straight wins in a row, and they still have any all the chances in uh, in order to uh, finish perhaps in the in the first um, uh, part of the of the table because they have the potential with the coach, with a, the with a setup of the club, with the players without any doubt but this doesn't take anything away that at the moment they were of course a bit struggling in the recent weeks and we definitely have a chance in, the, in this game and uh, we want to win this game
1: You say you want to win it is it fair to
2: describe this as must win if you're going to have a chance of survival?
0: No, because um, on this level there's not one game for us uh, where it's a must-win game because we are the underdog in each of the games and when you're the underdog it's not like uh, you can expect your players uh, to, uh, Yeah, we have to win this game and without any doubt there's also an opponent there's also a strong other club, there's also a really really good coach, uh, top class players and, and small details will be all, always uh, determining so we want to win this game and we do everything in order to, to win this um, but it's it's uh, if we are uh, not able to win this game, and it's not the end of the world, and we stop playing football, so uh, we'll keep on going then.
2: And just on a, a non-match related uh, thing about football, there's a lot of discussion at the moment about heading mm-hmm. the ball in football, the health dangers, where the heading should be banned for children. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on it?
0: Um, if I'm allowed to joke about this really serious topic my feeling is we have already banned it in our academy so uh, all the academy players who are coming up Todd Cantwell Max Aaron Jamal Lewis I'm a little heading um so for that perhaps not so much a topic uh, topic for us but it's of course a serious topic so and and, and all jokes aside so it's um, I think it's not so much a t- topic for first team football because uh, on this level then everyone knows um, yeah also like they are more dangerous sports than football so we don't have to, uh, realize something of the of the rugby uh, World Cup and something like this uh, or we, we speak about American football or something like this so it's it's uh, it's even on a, on a different level in terms of uh, dangers uh, for the uh, for the body without without any doubt but um, I think of course it's it's important to be aware what um, can we do uh, especially in the childhood and, and in which age but I think there we have to listen to specialists, what the doctors say, Uh, and I think it's not up to us coaches to judge it. I think uh, we need uh, to to listen to the specialists, what is quite important, and my gut feeling is that um, there has already changed a lot, because when I think about the former years, so many Players uh, even childhood and, and the academy had to had unbelievable heavy balls and and when they were unbelievable wet these leather balls and they were unbelievable heavy. I think uh, everyone could realize it was not perfect. So meanwhile, it's more like uh, especially in the in the younger uh, teams you play with lighter balls and that's this helps a lot and the focus not so much on uh, on on heading. Uh, but it's more like really up to the specialists to to find the solutions and I think um, the league and everyone who's who's uh, really responsible in football. Um, has to listen um, what the doctors and what the specialists say, but without changing our our beautiful game too much. I think it's just important that, especially in the in the childhood, that we have to take care that there are no um, damages, especially for the uh, for the kids. But I think as a, at a special age, so I'm responsible for a group of players that starts with the age of 17 earliest, and then it ends on uh, let's see at which age uh, Alexetti once uh, one day will end his career, so deep in his 50s or something like this. Um, I think. It's not a topic we have to uh, speak uh, about uh, too much.
2: Thanks, Daniel. Daniel, um, we've seen how a victory has uh, kicked off a season for Watford and uh, also for uh, Southampton as well. Could a victory again over Bournemouth do the same for yourselves as well? Mm -hmm
0: yes, yeah, so the victory is always always good for the confidence, always good for the mood it's always good for the table without any doubt um, but uh, yeah, one victory is not not enough though, it's more like then you have uh, really good uh, next days but if you lose the next game uh, then it's also you are unbelievably disappointed and the world goes uh, goes down So um, in general we know, so in order to be allowed to stay in this league um, yeah, we need probably to win uh, 7 out of our last 16 games, uh, we know this, so it's, it's it's a huge task without any doubt Um, yeah but a task we want to fulfill uh, because we we still got the chance without any doubt so I can remember I think just a few years ago, when Sunderland was able to to beat in the last game days, uh, I think the top side in the in the Premier League, and they were able to close a big big gap, and it was then a big surprise. I think in this year also Norwich City was uh, was connected anyhow in this in this uh, bit of drama, and for them a really a positive uh, ending. So that proves that uh, in football everything is possible. And and our situation at the moment is of course difficult, but I would say at the moment uh, because they are still 16 games to go. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, better and easier than Sunderland and, uh, a few a few years ago, and for that, that means we, we de- definitely have a chance and we will work on our little miracle, that's for sure.
2: Daniel Grant, currently no problem at all for tomorrow?
0: No, he's ready to go.
2: Um, and if Grant's available, Ben's been back training this week, we assume. Uh, too soon for Ben, do you think, for a start? Is that you've got away way up?
0: no it's possible i don't want to uh, speculate and speak too much about the uh, starting lineup so in in, in general so uh, ben godfrey is so important for us and my, my feeling is when he, when he's 100% ready to go and 100% fit uh, he will play it just up to me to to regard him uh, during during the training and uh, then also to judge if he's really fully fully fit and and fit for for game and as soon as he is ready to go and he will start and um, yeah i don't want to um, Speculate too much about the starting lineup tomorrow, but uh, he looked decent during this week.
2: Ask you about the two new signings. Um, just talking general terms about both, and then some specifics. I mean, at A two, you've been looking at for a while. Uh, why did you go for those two particular? This month?
0: Um, I think when I when I'm allowed to answer this, perhaps perhaps even a bit longer. The the most important topic was in the last days. Um, To bring quality and options in because I didn't speak about this topic uh, before the uh, Man United game because um, I just want to focus on the players I can work with and uh, also like I don't want to have any excuses before. Um, But we had during the whole week uh, 16 field players uh, on the training pitch and we need the help of the academy in order to bring 16 field players uh, on the training pitch because we had... To struggle with injuries, yeah, still um, Josep Primic available, he was not available. Uh, Timo Pucci, same with Ben Godfrey, but uh, also not too many options. And it's not healthy uh, to have no options or not many options. So it's more like um, I'm not a big believer that you need a squad of 14 players. uh, Where it's also important that you need some trust and some uh, that you need to feel some trust and some uh, support. Um, But it's also important for, for a group of players that you have competition and uh, the last weeks we didn't have that much competition eh? because then you also have to be careful what you do as a coach. Sometimes you want to be even a bit more strict. You can't do this because uh, it's not, not even a question. You need each and every player uh, for, for the game day squad. So it, it's important that the group has competition and that everyone has to has to be at, at his best in, in, every, in everyday training. And for that, I think it was important that the task for us uh, to bring uh, players in who have the quality and have the experience uh, and have the character and this is definitely what we uh, have managed with bringing um, Andre Duda and, and Lucas Rupp in because they're quality players, they have proved this on a on a top class levels, and uh, all I can say is they're, they're great characters and we are uh, unbelievably happy that we, uh, that we have them and when you analyze a bit our situation, we allowed a few players to go uh, also during this January window on loan or as a permanent and um, I think the the two players who were uh, closest to, to our uh, just fringe players but uh, close to the starting lineup and also with the biggest impact for, for our team were probably um, Dennis Ribeni and Patrick Roberts and they were two uh, offensive players so Dennis played the number ten and striker role and, and Patrick the winger or the number ten role. And for that we wanted to bring some some offensive players in. And they are both uh, offensive players. And in general, when you judge it a bit perhaps on the on the first view, you would say, Yeah, listen, you never had a centre back available. You have to bring a centre back in. The problem for us was a bit like um, we had Grant Hanley, Christoph Zimmerman, um, and also also um, yeah, Ben Godfrey and Tim Klose injured after the transfer window in August was closed. We couldn't do anything uh, in order to bring them back, and we were struggling, struggling a lot even in December. Yeah, Ben Godfrey was injured. We couldn't do, we couldn't, uh, couldn't do anything. Couldn't bring someone in. Uh, but right now it's middle of January, and we have a situation. Henley fit, Christoph Zimmermann fit, Ben Godfrey fit. I'm meanwhile I judge him also more or less like a centre back because he has played his best games on on this rule, and uh, that means four centre backs available. And even Tim Close is not too far away; just a few weeks ago away, not not uh, even more a few months, like like for example in September. So that means we are covered on this position. Uh, and also you would perhaps say last game, um, yeah, 80 year old uh, striker has to have his starting lineup. Debut uh, at at Old Trafford. We need to bring a striker in. Um, we have a situation right now. Timo Pukki available. Um, Josep Drimic available. Adam Idrar available. We have three players for one position. So that means, on the first view, you would say perhaps, perhaps it's it's more likely to bring a defender in or a striker in. I think on this position we are we are definitely definitely covered. And when you then judge a bit where we were weak a bit, uh, we've just uh, three players for two winger positions. Yeah, Amy Buendia, uh, Todd Campbell, Unlean um, Des. So just three options for two winger positions, and the same on the fullback position. Sam Byron, Jamal Lewis, and Max Owen, Thank God we have them uh, six players. Um, but these are the only positions where we are not covered in double. And Lucas Loop uh, has played recently for Hoffenheim always as a winger. Uh, and has played in, in recent years quite often uh, on, the, on the fullback position. Uh, that means with one player we cover both uh, both positions, and it's also a permanent transfer. He can, for sure, also play in the uh, the center of the game, and that means also like on the on the mid and the long term, he will also help us help us on the center because, yeah, let's be honest, uh, Alex Tettey, uh, thirty three at the moment, out of contract in the end of summer, Marufanjic, uh, thirty one in the summer, then just one year contract legs, so it's also like important to, to to think a bit ahead just of this January window and. Um, when you then judge also like we were perhaps even a bit weak in, in which area uh, of the pitch. Um, you have to say that in our yeah, number 10 role uh, we didn't deliver with enough goals. Um, you know I love my players and I always back them and I'm happy for all the players that we have them. But we have played um, three players so far in number 10 role uh, and the fact is um, we have one goal so far uh, on this position. This one goal was uh, Kenny McLean, a header against Man City, when he played in a holding midfielder position. So one thing is uh, for sure, we definitely uh, need to improve the end products on, on this position. And when you then have a chance to bring uh, André Duda in, a player uh, who delivered, who is 25 years old, uh, who delivered with uh, 11 goals and 7 assists on Bundesliga level in last season, um, then you have to grab the chance and, and uh, to, to go this risk. Of course, it's a bit more tricky because you just are able to get this player right now in January and he's not so much in this rhythm, when he just is there uh, with a with a loan move. but um, let's be honest, so I would have loved to sign this player already in summer, but to sign this player in the summer after delivering such a season on Bundesliga level, we wouldn't have need to, to spend 25 million pounds and we were not able to do this. Uh, so for that, right now there was a chance um, to bring him in and I think, um, yeah, many, many compliments uh, for for Stuart Weber because with Lucas, I think a perfect fit at the moment but also on the mid and long term on a prominent deal and also then to bring um, Andre Duda in, in uh, this moment, so no one can predict right now if uh, if this works out in a, in a world class way, because if you want to bring a player in, where you have a high guarantee that works, yeah, you have to bring, I don't know, James Madison, yeah, he plays each and every game, he knows the league, uh, he's in a, in a perfect rhythm, uh, but probably uh, you have to pay 80 million pounds anyhow, so we have to be a bit more creative and have to take more more risk and for that i think uh, on the duda in, in this moment for our financial opportunities when we can't spend uh, millions of pounds um, i think it's it's a perfect um, perfect fit because he has definitely the potential to bring everything in what is needed for us and where we have to improve and if it works out, yeah, great for him, great for us. If it doesn't work out, then it's it's not that we risk the future of the club with a, with a stupid deal in terms of in terms of spending unbelievable money because for us it's a really, really good deal from the business side and for that I just can say many, many compliments for these two signings to, to Stuart Weber and the club.
2: So on that front then, could both of those feature tomorrow? Is that too soon? You talk about any time to get to their rhythm. I think both of the lads, when they've done their media, have said they may need a bit of time and obviously they're both coming into English football for the first time. But you don't really have a lot of time now in terms of the, where you are in the season. So can they come into your thoughts as soon as
0: tomorrow? That's right. That was also the reason we wanted a bit more experience play instead of bringing 18 years old in. Because Lucas Rupp is an unbelievable experience player. He has 150 50, uh, games on, on Bundesliga level uh, so far. And uh, by the way, he had double figures also in goals and uh, and assists. So also a good signing. Definitely he's in a good physical shape. Of course, he's not. Um, can't be all-round adapted after just to be a, a, f- a few days within the club but um he's he's fit enough and is available for tomorrow and definitely an option and the same is with, with andre duda so we didn't bring this player uh, in to to have them fit in, in eight or in nine weeks um, we they need to to help us as quick as possible so if not Tomorrow, then uh, we have a, right now an upcoming week uh, with three games within within seven days, and I'm pretty sure that uh, both of them will have the chance to get some game time uh, during during um, during the spirit. And for that, we got the feeling, um, yeah, these two players can can help us uh, even pretty quick.
2: Just one more on this uh, topic: What does it do for those other lads? As you say, they've had to struggle a lot of injuries. Go back to Ben Godfrey; literally sounded like he wasn't really training during that period. Just trying to patch him up and get him out. What does it do for those lads in terms of the boost to look around and see that level of quality coming
0: into the squad? You know, when when good players are coming in, it's it's always good. and healthy for for a team because everyone thinks oh right now oh, we have a proper group. And, and when you watched uh, our our quality and the intensity in the training uh, during this week. Uh, it was uh, top class and uh, probably the first time during this whole season that we had uh, four centre-backs available, three strikers available, that we had uh, 22 field players on the pitch and there was unbelievable competition. So you just had to uh, to make sure that the intensity was not too high, that you spent all the um, all the intensity just in the qualifying for for the weekend anyhow. So um, it's, uh, it was more like we, we had to calm the load even even a bit more down because the quality intensity was, was that high, because it means of course also that each and every player player has to deliver during training in order to impress the coach and the coaching staff in order to be picked and um, yeah of course it means also like we have to take some unbelievable tough and and perhaps even strict and strange uh, decisions when you regard the quality of the players we, we also have but to, uh, tomorrow for example top quality players um, and top characters um, yeah so perhaps they are not even, not even in the game day squad uh, do not even to speak about the starting lineup anyhow and that's how it works and sometimes when you bring uh, lots of quality in, but uh, if I'm honest, this was exactly the situation we we need to do to give ourselves a chance in order to to work on this miracle because uh, I think we have the responsibility to try everything. We know we are the underdog and Um, and it would be would be really a little miracle if we can stay in this league but I think our task is also to to work our socks off and to do everything in order uh, to to work on this miracle Uh, if not then if it doesn't work then we accept this but um, as long as we have a chance we will work on this miracle and for that I think um, yeah big compliment also to Stuart that we were able to to bring this two players in. Just
2: talking on the actual (laughs) game you're not Obviously, not keen to overhype this and, and, in, and interpret too much into what this game could mean, but we can all see where the table is. We can all see it's Bournemouth coming and they're not on a great run either. Could it be an anxious one tomorrow? And if so, how important is that home crowd for you tomorrow and your players? they play their
0: part yes one thing is for sure 16 games we need 7 wins Uh, if we win all our home games it would be definitely enough if our our supporters bring us over the line with uh, 8 next games with winning all uh, home games then we would be uh, over the line so we need the supporters tomorrow, without without any doubt I don't can't predict and guarantee that we win all our home games so I'm pretty sure we need also win on the road one or two definitely but one thing is for sure in order if we want to create this miracle then we definitely have to win um, as many games as possible at home and uh, regardless who the opponent is if it's Bournemouth in a few weeks Liverpool or whatever we want to go into each other game in order uh, to win this game and this is our attitude uh, also for tomorrow and for that we definitely need an excited home crowd because it's not like okay we grow we go out uh, we eat some grass and press a button and we win this game and uh, there will be also some tricky um, tricky periods during the game tomorrow and, and this, in this moment uh, we need also the backing and the support of our supporters. They were brilliant so far during the season and I'm pretty sure that we're also there for us uh, also
2: tomorrow. Well, well, I touched on many you said more of the job he's done, you talked about him in good terms in the past but he had to come out after that Watford defeat particularly and questions were asked about his future and um, how he sees that, does he feel under the pressure, do you find that a bit strange or, or is that the nature of, particularly when you're in the Premier League as a coach, that comes with the territory, mm. if you don't win games over a long period of time, mm. those sort of questions are going to get put to you?
0: I think it's strange, uh, but it's also normal here yeah, in this uh, in this environment, it's, it's quite normal, so it's more like you have to learn in this business, there's uh, no time for being grateful or thankful or something like this. Um, but it's of course Ranger because Eddie Howe without in doubt so he's he's a top top class coach and he'll have a great career and i'm also pretty sure that he's uh, actually, definitely uh, there with all abilities to to bring mm-hmm. uh, Bormas in, into a brighter future because um, he has proved this over the recent recent years. For that, it's of course strange, but yeah, when it's quite normal here yeah, when you don't have a deeper look on 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 uh, things and it's quite normal you just judge a table and saying okay we need to change or something like this. So it's it's uh, in, in uh, on this level uh, in uh, in each and every club and in each of every. Uh, league the same so uh, Ellie is experienced enough that he also knows okay that's quite normal but I think he 100% has the backing of the club I'm pretty sure uh,
2: Daniel just following on from that do you feel quite fortunate because um, you clearly have a lot of backing from the people around the club from Stuart and mm-hmm. also the supporters Is that reaction at the end of Trafford I thought that said quite a lot between you and, and the fans too I mean
0: that's right. Uh, so I, I don't take it as given, and, and I'm really thankful and, and grateful for this because what I've learned so far since I since I work in football is that's that's not normal because um, quite often you're just judged by results. Uh, that's that's uh, that's quite normal. And even if you accept yeah, it, it's a realistic result or a realistic outcome, but everyone wants to be as, as good as possible. And quite often um, then um, there are questions. So I'm am in an unbelievable um unbelievable position that i can be that grateful yeah because of unbelievable backing of my my sporting director for unbelievable backing and support of my uh, of my uh, owners i've gotten unbelievable backing support of my my club so uh, of, of my board so in general so even the beginning of the season i mentioned so we can question everything but but not the coach is unquestionable or unsecable or whatever so it's more like this is not normal in this time since Especially also this uh, this bond with the supporters, so uh, it's it's of course tough for them when we have to wait for a win and have some tough results. But then it's more like to be to be celebrated and uh, that there are chance anyhow after after four nil uh, also for the head coach. That's not normal in this business, and uh, I really I really appreciate this, and um, I'm unbelievably thankful and and grateful for this. And to be honest, this is for me. When we are so often asked about pressure and individual pressure. So about um, uh, about worries, about your own situation So um, I don't have to worry at all because I have this backing. But this is more or less the biggest pressure for us because I've got so much support and so much so much trust, and I feel so much passionate really so much love also from our so, from our support. The biggest pressure for me uh, is that. Yeah, I want to fulfill and and work another miracle just for them because I got the feeling so they love this club so much and they put so much passion in it, so much trust and support. They deserve this and this is the biggest pressure for me. So I want to uh, to surprise the whole world again and and work another miracle after the uh, fantastic season, uh, last season, and this is the biggest pressure for me.